is this trail of bones? What are these messages from the grave? episode of let's get spooked oh my god that was basic i like it <laughs> uh i'm luke uh that's jake how's it going doing good that's we're me talking to, to you audience thanks audience we're glad to hear that you're doing okay i love we stand all right <laughs> how are you um i am good um i have been watching for whatever reason, a lot of, like, 1966 Batman. Oh, like, like Adam, Adam West, West Batman? Yeah. Oh, okay. That show fucking rules. Yeah, it's weird, and I like it like that. It's so. super underappreciated. Like, people love it as, like, a piece of old TV and stuff, but, like, it's also just a super fun Batman show because it's insane. Um, yeah, example, it's back... Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I just, it's, it's like back before a time where Batman was like really gritty mm -hmm. and like, cause like, and I like gritty Batman. Like I'm a huge fan of like the animated series mm -hmm. and like the Nolan movies, despite all their flaws. But like, it's fun to see like golden age, like super quirky Batman. Mm -hmm. It's just entertaining. Anyway, continue with what you're saying. I just love the weird storytelling elements that they like use in every episode like, there are these weird repeating things. It's almost like a mantra for every episode that they have to complete. Like, a checklist. So, like, every villain has, like, a female sidekick. Uh, sort of like a like a proto-Harley Quinn kind of thing. Except that uh, the female sidekicks have literally nothing to do with their theme. Almost every time. Like Yeah, I was going to ask if they're, like, penguin-themed. If it's for the penguin. They don't even have their own just... themes. It's just, like, uh, false face and his cohort blaze and it's just like the yeah, chick just that wears like... wigs and stuff like yeah <laughs> or like the joker and he like teams with like a literally a high school cheerleader like it's so weird and then they oh, almost man. always end up betraying the villain because again another thing that they do in every episode is the uh female character has to express how attractive and uh like handsome Batman and or Robin is. Mostly Batman. Sometimes Robin gets included. Okay. Like, See, I don't get how you could glean any kind of, like, physical attraction from Batman. Specifically that outfit. Like... Well, they specifically always have to throw in. So it's like, uh, Batman will be doing something. Like, you know, uh, the villain, like, it'll be like the Riddler and his side piece are, like, watching a security camera thing of Batman, right? And then the... Like, the side girl will always be like, ooh, that Batman looks so handsome. He must be gorgeous under that mask. Or, like, something like that. Okay. And then eventually they'll have, like, a change of heart. And, like, the show is not, like, actively sexist, but it's sort of like this uh, sort of, like, benevolent sexism, right? Like, like it's like he, it's like Batman sort of has to treat all of the female characters with, like, kitty gloves. So if Interesting. a female character does something terrible, he'll just be like, oh, you poor deluded girl. But the bad guys just get punched in the face, right? Like, the, the <laughs> girls get, like, the benefit of the doubt, and they get this, like, 
uh, super soft situation, even if they've done, like, bad things within the run of the episode. It'll just resolve itself and be like, oh, because you helped us right at the end, we've decided to, like, like lower your sentencing, or, like, lessen your sentencing or whatever. Or, uh, like, we're, we're not putting you in, like, a maximum security uh, sit, like, setting or whatever. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, meanwhile, like, the the goons that help out the bad guy get, like, you know, the maximum penalty along with the bad guy. <laughs> like, life with no chance of parole. <laughs> right, right. So, like, um, it's, it's weirdly, like, and I'm sure the show thinks it's being, like, very gentlemanly and very, like, uh, uh, appropriate or whatever, but it comes off, like, very uncomfortable. Especially when the show, like, uh, the stories are done in two parts, so it's, like, every story is two-parters. Um, mm-hmm. And in the second episode, they'll have this really, like, uh, sort of scattered recap of what you saw last week. Or yesterday, depending on how the show aired, I don't remember. Right, that's like the the, the same bad time, same bad channel right, thing. Right, So, like, yeah. uh, so that's the lead-in to the end of the episode. And then uh, the next one will be like, here's what you saw last week. And then it'll be like, the Riddler got away. <laughs> Batman catches up you know like it's these weird it's almost like beat poetry it's very strange um but in a few of the episodes not a ton but like there have been a couple where they've just specifically pointed out that like some of the chicks that appeared were hot oh so like it'll just show like uh one of the more attractive like sidekick girls like one that appeared in the last episode will be like a dish (laughs) a dish (laughs) And then there was one where it said, like, a dish, and then it listed a couple other things, and then it was, like, another dish. <laughs> so, <laughs> th- that chick's hot. Damn, look, that one's hot, too. Like, it, it, it's just weirdly uh, interested in things that don't seem especially relevant to, like, a Batman it's like, lots of hot ladies in this 1960s serial uh, comic book show for children. Right. Like, and then uh, there was one that was, like, kind of an obnoxious girl, and she was, like, a little bit older than the rest. And she clearly wasn't, like, a bombshell or whatever, or her character was not intended to be such. And uh, the villain was, like, a Robin Hood-themed guy. So uh, the narrator just, like, calls her, like, a rude wench or something like that. It was ridiculous. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's clearly this, like, uh, expectation as to, like, what, quote, the dishes are and are not. Fuck. Oh my god. Um, but Robin um, is the best. Uh, we stan. Um, everything stand. he says rules. Um, there's a character called Fallsface who's one of the... He's like an older Golden Age character. And his thing is yeah. that uh, any, like... Sort of like the Riddler, he provides, like, a letter that, like, states his intentions. But unlike the Riddler, he just says literally the exact opposite of what he means for his crime. So if he says, like, I'm going to, like give money to a dog, right? He'll be like, I'm going to steal money from a cat or whatever. Like, it, it's it's very literal. So, uh... Oh. Like with the Riddler, for whatever reason, uh, Robin is, like, especially good at decoding these. So there's this amazing part in the first episode False Face shows up where he says, I'm going to steal money from... Or I'm going to give money to a little girl. And Robin is just like, the opposite of a girl is a boy! <laughs> Oh my god. He says it like it's this big, like, I've done it! It's very good. Oh my. 
Um, I'm a big fan. I love. Um, if 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 all you know about the 1960s Batman show is shark repellent, please watch more of uh, it. And there's more it's of great. that stuff too. Oh yes. Um, because he like he just puts bat in front of everything, so it's like, ah uh, yes, I cut that open with my bat knife, and then use my like bat welding kit to blah blah blah. Like it's so good. Awesome. And he just has every tool for all occasions. He is the Omni Bat. I love that. Um, it's genuinely quite, quite wonderful. For for me, sticking with the DC Comics television show, mm-hmm. uh, I have been watching CW's The Flash a I, whole hell of a lot recently. I haven't uh, caught up since I think there's only one or two episodes out since the uh, the special they did, like the crossover thing that just got. Uh, Crisis, Crisis. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't watched the stuff post that yet. But I, I, I'm only I, on season four. I quite like The Flash. There, there's definitely some clunkers, and there's a season or two that aren't like the best. But I, I still overall really like the show. Yeah, you're you're more ahead of me than 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 I am. I'm on uh, season four. Mm. Which one's four uh, again? So, Devoe. Holy oh, fuck. Yeah. Um. So I just oh, that sh- it's I just like I love it. Char- I remember one of the characters that dies that season. No, I'm sad. Oh. Um, they're, they're we just character. they're not important, but I'm sad. Oh, it's not, it's not. Is it Ralph? No, it's it's not one of like the key players. It's sorry, one more time. It's not one of like the key players. It's uh, uh oh, like okay. a former uh, yeah character that like comes back and it made me sad. Okay, it, yeah. By the time you get to the end, I'm sure you'll know. It's just so squirrely. Yeah, it's, it's so squirrely. And it, uh, it sort of just embraces the dumb of, like, Golden Age comics and, like, comics that came out around that era. So they don't uh, try super hard to, like, reimagine all these villain characters' names or, uh, or like, their, their aliases or whatever. Like, they don't... Yeah, because there's, like, Weather them. Wizard. Right. Like, they just let it be dumb. And it just, like... Yeah, which, I love it. Yeah, and I, I think it's a very, like, uh, genuine and honest way to do that kind of thing, where it's, like these characters were named in the 60s like we don't have any control over that we're just gonna swing into it yeah and it's like they do it in full stride and like they Mm -hmm. take it super seriously and Mm -hmm. i'm like you know what yeah and like as much as i have gripes with it like i I think it's one of my favorite shows that i'm watching right now like it's it's good stuff yeah um i mean i could give i don't know i really didn't like the savitar arc but Uh, i was like over it yeah like Although Tobin arcs. Bell as Savantar was pretty mm-hmm. tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are certain arcs from the uh, comics that they bring in. Like, uh, they bring in a character, it'll be next season for you, named Godspeed. And in the mm. current run of comics, he was a big deal. Like, he was... I've heard of Godspeed. He was the guy. And in the show, he's just kind of like a blip. Like, he, they, they totally, like... Uh, they don't, like, fully serve the arc that his character had in the comics or, like, try and sort of approximate it in a way. They just sort of use him as, like, a throwaway. And it's like, no, but he's awesome. He's he's so brutal. Um, Yeah. um, I feel one of my main issues with this is just, like, I feel like you have to watch the other CW shows to get it mm -hmm. all the way. I guess that's true. 
Because, like, sometimes, like, I we were watching The Flash, because we just kind of binge it. It's all on Netflix for us. Right. Um, and we got to the episode right before Iris and Barry get married. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly we're in the middle of Crisis on Earth X, episode, like, three. Right. And it just, like, kind of hit me with a hard-ass whiplash, and I was like, whoa, holy fuck. Um, yeah. And Carter gets it because he's watching Supergirl, and... Um, I think he might be also starting Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, but Legends is the only other show that I, like, try and somewhat keep up with. The other ones I watch, uh, like, when I'm folding laundry and stuff. Right. Like, when I feel well, like it. It is not, yeah. uh, like, Supergirl and Arrow and uh, whatever else is out there are only things that I watch when I'm, like, not in the midst of anything else. Or yeah, I'm well, Arrow's, Arrow's done now. Arrow just finished. I think. So, uh, like, Stephen Amell is gone, and, like, Arrow proper is done, but I think they are, like, sort of reformatting the show and making different characters sort of the leads, but I think they're, like, making a new series that's in the same setting and sort of follows after Arrow. Right. Like, doesn't star him because of... I think I've heard rumors of this. Like, Green Arrow and the Canaries? Is that yeah, what it's called? Yeah, I think that's Okay, I think yeah. That's it. Yeah, and I, I as much as I, yeah, I'm behind on the Flash, but I like I know a lot about what happens. Sure. Like sure. going forward, not within the Flash itself, but like in the greater like CWDC universe, I kind of know sure. some stuff. Um, one more thing before we start, uh, Leonard yeah. Snart can kill me, and I'd be totally fine with it. I love that man to death. Huh. huh. Not. I think. I I I not that I like would immediately assume that you had any serious opinion on him like either aesthetically or just as an actor or whatever but interesting interesting i just really enjoy whenever he's on screen no he's <laughs> like, super su- fun yeah um, i'm not gonna say he's like the greatest actor or that like sure, leonard sure. start as a character is written well sure. but i just think that he's so weird and he's just got this like like he's so like big like he's got this like aura Mm-hmm. Of, like, personality, and he's just, he, like... He, like, fills up the room as soon as he shows up. Yeah, because he has that voice that he talks like this, and he's very emphatic about how he speaks. Like, it's yeah, just amazing. He's very, I love uh, it. And, and he comes off, like, very braggadocious, but also very slick, and, like, in a way that isn't totally grating. Yeah, see, because, like, I figured that most of the time that type of character would annoy the fuck out of me, but I really mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't matter. As only... Uh, make the plan... Execute the plan, expect the plan to go off the rails, throw away the plan. Like, he's just so witty. Right. I love him. You'll, you'll, I think you should watch the first season, at least, of Legends. I actually quite like Legends, because it mainly, like, is in existence to showcase all the weird, like, one-off characters that would never, like, get their own show or be, like, a main player in another story. Um, yeah. So I quite like it, because, like, Firestorm is there, and Firestorm and uh, um, Captain Cold slash Snart is in the first season. Yeah, because he dies. I heard. Yeah. Very yeah. sad. But we get he makes, Earth he X. He makes a ton of cameos even afterward. So. Yeah, we got Earth X Leonard Snart in the mm-hmm. Flash right now. Mm-hmm. That's the episode we're on. Uh... Um. Wait. So are you going back and like watching all the Infinite Crisis stuff? Like. Or are you just watching that one part? 
No, it's um. There's one episode of The Flash where they like go and get him to like help out with a mission. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. So he's like there for this episode. We're gonna go back and watch them like eventually. Sure. Sure. But right now, it'll make we're just, more like, sense if you like. You know, sort of know of other stuff, and then I, yeah. I would do it later. Like, after mm-hmm. finishing a season, I would go back and watch the crossover episodes for Yeah, things. the issue is, though, every sh- every CW show is available for me to watch, except for Arrow. It's not on any service really? that I can find. Legends is, Flash is, Supergirl is, no, uh, and no Batwoman either. But I mean that I've heard that show is garbage. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but no Arrow for some reason. Um, as somebody who watched the first, like, eight episodes back-to-back-to-back while I was, like, working on projects and stuff, um... Sad. (laughs) Not unlike, not unlike, um, many nocturnal creatures, um, it kind of shudders the minute you put a light on it. Okay. It just kind of, like, the minute you start to, like, really focus on any one aspect of the show, it just kind of rises there, and you're like, oh, oh, I wasn't supposed to look that hard. Sorry. Oh my god. Alright. Yeah. Well, enough about... Yeah. Anyway. Enough about the CW. Let's talk about Are You Afraid of the Dark? Episode... Spooky Canadian Children. Spooky Canadian Children. What's the title of this episode, my good friend? The Tale of the Super Spats. Yay. So, uh, this episode, we have a bit of a change of pace. Because we open not on a story already in progress and not on the forest uh, soundstage, but instead on a magic shop. Yeah, and not a magic shop inside a story. It's got Gary and Kristen in it. Yeah. So uh, this... Sorry, this just completely ruins the thing with the whole we have different friends, we go to different schools thing. Like, it just complete Like, they clearly hang out outside of their forced nightly get-togethers. What are you talking about? That's not Kristen, that's... Briston. Briston. <laughs> Briston. Sorry, continue with what you were saying before. Oh, uh, I just, uh, I wrote it down as, uh, we open on Gary, sans his super specs, about to cut off his <laughs> finger with a tiny guillotine. <laughs> yeah. It's like um, a little mini mini guillotine. Yeah, yeah. He's got one of those little like magician's finger guillotine things. Um and mm-hmm. I, I guess for whatever even though they're in a magic shop, for whatever reason Kristen like screams. And Yeah. It turns out not only are they in a magic shop, not only does she have no reason to believe that it is a real finger guillotine, but it turns out even more than that. Gary's dad owns the magic shop. Oh, hell yeah. Gary just became like ten times more interesting to me. Hell yeah. And apparently this magic shop is sort of what uh, fuels his stories. So hopefully that's something that, uh, you know, when we do later episodes that are Gary uh, stories, we can maybe see like a continuing thread of this. Right. Um, This is one of the episodes that I did see when I was younger. Mm, Um, not, Not many but I did see this one, mm-hmm. and holy shit, it's batshit crazy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I wrote down, of course Gary's dad owns a fucking magic shop, because yeah. just, of course, he has to have something that's just, like, weird about him. No kid that, like, talks that ominously could have a dad that's, like, 
a banker. An accountant. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's just not going to happen, right? Like, his, his dad had to either be, like, you know, like, knock off Stephen King or, like, owning a magic shop or, like, I don't know, like, something, like, like, a, like an astronaut or something, right? Like, his dad had to be something, like, bizarre. And yeah, like not normal as a career. <laughs> to have a kid that's like that low key theatrical, in like right. the most dramatic way. Mm -hmm. According to Kristen, like some of the guys in the MS have been saying that like Gary's story hasn't been super scary lately, which he does not seem to like. No, he's the scary master. He cannot be outthroned. Right, he's the dethroned. master. Of, he, he's the master of fear. <laughs> the fear master. <laughs> the fear. Oh my gosh. The fear of Fuhrer, maybe too far. Oh yeah, a little far. <laughs> Gary then pretends to violate Kristen's personal space via x-ray glasses. Yeah, which are called super specs. Yeah, he just like looks over and he's like, yowza! And it's like, she is like 13. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he's also like 13. I don't care. But it's still creepy and gross. Right, like yeah, I, I just wrote. Yeah, I just wrote, ew Gary, you fucking creep. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like they actually do anything. Like, they're, it's like pieces of holographic, like, foil paper with holes cut into them. Like, even <laughs> yeah. the part that you would directly be looking out of has a hole cut out of it. Like, it's clearly not doing anything. <laughs> it's just the, it, it's the, it's the principle of the thing. Like, it's weird. Yeah. It's almost creepier that it they don't do anything. Like, I don't know, to me it it's, like, him, weirder. like, an excuse to just, like, stare at her anyway. Yeah, it's just like, I'm using these fake-ass glasses as an excuse to stare at your Tatangas, and it's, right, like, really right. weird. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, I wrote, all of a sudden the music turned into some Pac-Man bullshit. Because <laughs> it oh, gets all, like... I didn't really... It gets all, like, chirpy. Oh, yeah, when he puts on the glasses? Yeah. Yeah. And, and this oh, you're right! Yeah, this is something that sort of, like, continues through the episode. Is like, every time somebody puts on the specs, you hear this, like... Yeah, I'm remembering it now. It's like... Like, it's just, like, weird and, like, chip-tuning. Yeah, you just hear Zarude Sandstorm. That's how you know they work. Yeah, so, um... It's, it's then pointed out that uh, apparently some of the guys just translates to fucking Frank and Kiki, who are just talking mad <laughs> shit. Mm -hmm. I don't have this in my notes, but if I remember correctly, um, Gary shows up at the uh, fire pit and says, like, oh, you guys, there are three types of people. Those who believe in magic, those who don't believe in magic, and those that should. <laughs> uh, he also, as he's rolling up, they're, like, shit-talking his stories. Mm-hmm. Kiki's like, I can't remember the last time one of his stories scared me, and then she, like, mm -hmm. bumps into him, and he's, he's like, oh, Gary, you G -g 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 -gary. stupid fuck. Yeah, and then he does this three types of people line, mm -hmm. and then that leads us into him throwing the flu powder mm -hmm. onto the fire and starting us on the tale of the super specs. Yeah. Um, I noted here, as the credits roll, uh, that the director of this episode is named Ron Oliver, which he's directed a couple episodes previous. Mm -hmm. um, and I looked him up. He also directed a bunch of episodes of Goosebumps and huh. Prom Night 2. <laughs> if you oh, didn't know no. that. Which, as far Not as I know, Mary was like a... Lou. <laughs> 
Prom Night 2, as far as I can tell, is like a cult classic. Like, not well-received by any regard. Oh, yeah, but... it's, it's a hot, hot, hot garbage fiesta. Oh, yeah. I love that. It's got some cool ideas, but oh, oh, my God. Did that movie just, like... No. It's so <laughs> Well, weird. yeah, but that's... Um, the, the One of the guys who directed most of the episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark is the guy that, who directed Prom Night 2. That makes so, so much sense. That, there's a nice oh little uh, fun fact for you. Uh, at some point, we might need to watch that and release that as like a separate like special or something. Because Prom Night that, Two, that, oh, yeah. I'd be so down. Oh my god, that that actually makes so much sense because Prom Night Two also has like some weirdly creepy elements surrounded by just like unyielding stupidity. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Sorry, but coming off of that fact, uh, as we roll into the scene. Uh, it looks like we're in the same magic shop as we were before with uh, yeah, Kristen and Gary. Yeah, it looks weirdly similar. So maybe I not wonder only why. does like, he get inspired by the magic shop, he also just like literally includes the exact same physical location. Yeah, and another nice little uh, fun fact. Uh, the two kids in this episode, Weeds and... Oh gosh, what is the girl's name? I cannot remember. I wrote MB by her name. Mary Beth, maybe? Yeah, it's 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 Mary Beth. That's that's it. Yeah, uh, we, Weeds calls her MB throughout the whole episode. Right, right. Um, also, this is the first episode uh, with a couple as the lead. Mm. So, sorry, Weeds and M, uh, MB wear the exact same outfits that Kier, uh, Kristen and Gary are wearing. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. Same outfits. Oh my exact God. same ones. I, I I didn't even notice. Weeds has got that purple shirt on that Gary's wearing, and MB has the same shirt and also the headband and the earrings. Same, completely the same outfit. I had a passion for fashion. Nope. Um, I just have a passion for the art department. <laughs> so. Um, oh, right, right. Uh, so this is when I noted that the interaction, like I didn't notice that the outfit was similar, but if anything, this sort of reaffirms this idea that I had, that mm-hmm. um, it sort of seems like... Um, because it's it's said that MB and Weeds are, like, in a relationship. Like, they're a couple. Which, like, kudos for interracial couples. Yeah, in the 90s, too. Good yeah. For them. Actually, like, progressive. Because, and, and they don't actually make a thing out of it. Like, they just treat it as normal as it should be treated. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought it was interesting that, like, the interaction was so similar between the two and... Uh, Gary and Kristen's interaction in the beginning of the episode that I right. wanted to believe that this was Gary like trying to imply that they should date. Yeah, fact, I kind of get that. Yeah, and the fact that they're like dressed the same too, I thought would be like that actually adds to that idea quite a bit. Yeah, I also have a feeling it's just because like maybe Gary didn't have a good story ready for tonight, mm. and then he like he was like, I know, I'll come or, up like, with this shit ha- on the maybe spot. Maybe he had the idea, but he needed like an idea of, like, how to set it off. He needed his muse, Kristen. Kristen, the most beautiful girl on the soundstage. Right. Um, And so, as a name for a lead character, Weeds is amazing, and I love that. Yeah. Weeds Weeds is actually pretty dope. Um, Yeah. And it's said that Weeds is... uh, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I I don't know when this happens, but somebody uh, says powdered monkey balls which i just wrote out of context so i don't remember how it's introduced but somebody says it 
I, I so he's what it, what happens is he, he it's like the POV not the POV the the, the tracking shot up the the, the the aisle of all the mm-hmm. stuff leading into the scene mm-hmm. and then Weeds picks up the bag and says the dust of Denderon ground up mo- it's it's monkey bones is what he says oh <laughs> but it does sound like it sounds like monkey balls I'll give you that Damn. so he says <laughs> he's like ground up monkey bones obviously uh... and um, yeah. Gotcha. So it's it's revealed that Weeds is a little bit of a prankster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a little, little bit of a... Up. Yeah, kind of a shithead is what I call him, but... <laughs> yes. He, he's a bit shit. Yeah. He is a bit shitty. And then, um... Weeds and MB are there, and then <laughs> he pranks her with a whoopee cushion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote... I wrote ni- yeah, I wrote nice fart humor. Lol. Ha ha ha. A foof. <laughs> Yeah, and then Emby's like sick of his shit, and he's like, "She's just like, can we go now?" And then out from behind the counter comes our main man, Sardo. <laughs> um, yeah, but here comes our man, Sardo. Oh, so good. And no Mister accent on the dough. Mm-hmm. He is the best character in this entire series, and he is a reoccurring character, if I'm not mistaken. He, is. he shows he up is again. Uh, he is. Gary's, like, reoccurring character. Um, he brings him into most of his stories, as I recall. Yeah, and it makes me think that Sardo's... I guess that means Sardo is based on his dad? Maybe. In some regard? I, I have to imagine that he is sort of, like... Um, because he owns the shop, like, he represents his dad, but I can't imagine this is what Gary's dad looks like, because he's, like... Oh, probably not. He, he has a very, like, sort of Mediterranean look about him mm-hmm. and yeah. uh like no one has ever looked more british than gary does yeah. like gary aggressively <laughs> waspy yeah so, so sardo he is very waspy <laughs> yes sorry absolutely um so sardo he leads in with uh come come by now or by now and then he like waves them out and then he's like sorry mr sardo and then he goes up 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 it's or sorry he says sorry Mr. Sardo and then he says no Mr. accent on the do which is so his like thing that's like good. his saying because he I guess he's like picky about his name yeah it's like his thing yeah that that's like his his like one liner just Mr. and accent on the do mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, so yeah Weeds is going to pay for his stuff he yeah. buys the dust and the whoopee cushion um, and then I, I, he also buys some kind of, like, noisemaker that makes, like, a weep, 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 weep noise. It, it doesn't come up again. I just figured I'd know mm-hmm. it. Um, and then he finds the super specs. Mm-hmm. And then Sardo begins his hack routine of upselling mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Which is fucking fantastic. Yeah, and uh, they basically He's... have the exact same back and forth as Gary and Kristen did. Where, like, right. uh... Weeds puts on glass and he's like, Yowza! And mm-hmm. MB's just like, Stop, please, God. Don't. Right. Oh, and also, we neglected to mention something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a part where he takes out the dust mm-hmm. and uses the spell that he's reading out of this book and, like, throws the dust and some of it gets on the glasses. And that's a oh, key point. Right, right, later. right. That, that's why I wrote that line. I am I forgot, like, how it applied, but I did just... Uh, mention it somewhere. Let me find it real quick. We'll have to... 
Oh, uh, he casts a magical editing trick on the X-ray specs at the magic shop. Right, yeah, and some of it gets on the glasses. Right. And that's that's a key point coming to later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, he does the Yowza thing, and then he goes to buy the, uh, the specs. Yeah, meanwhile, MB tries on a pair of the glasses, and there's just a person, all in black, standing in the room with them. Yep, evil black morph suit person, just, like, yep. chilling out. Yeah, just there, in the room. just hanging. Mm-hmm. I also really like the sound that plays every time they put on the glasses. Mm-hmm. Like the, I want to get that sound bite if anything. Like the, yeah, we should. Like that's, a, that's a fun one. Yeah. Um, and then as she she takes off the glasses after seeing this shadow person and like goes to look, and they're and then gone. Like they're, they're gone. Nobody's no there. there. Spooky. Uh, spooky rookie. Um, I also wrote here. Oh my god, that's the fattest Dutch angle I've ever seen. Because there is a <laughs> there is a really really egregious Dutch angle mm-hmm. in this scene, and I'm a big proponent of like fuck Dutch angles. They shouldn't be in anything because mm-hmm. I feel like they just take me out of everything I watch. But I, that's probably mind, a personal thing. I don't mind when there's like a subtle transition to a Dutch angle, like if you're trying to convey that like something is askew in the story. Right or something like if the camera slowly does it and it's like subtle enough that you don't realize until it's already happened like i think that can be really effective but i think hard cutting to a dutch angle is pretty off-putting yeah it just makes me feel like sick yeah it's just like oh god like why would you turn the camera like that yeah i feel like if if you do it with purpose i think that's fair i think you have to do it in a like a smart way but Mm -hmm. i'm not entirely opposed to it but when it's just like an abrupt cut to just like Ski Wampus! Like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so from the from there, from the magic shop, we fade out to, like, a park of some kind. Just kind of like a, like a, like a grassy area with trees. I thought trees. it was, like, outside the school, maybe. Like, it was, like, during the... That, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Um, and it cuts to... Not cuts to... It just fades into a shot of a guy doing backflips, which is oh, amazing. Yeah. He's just flipping around. And then it, it, uh, it just tracks into... Weed sitting under a tree reading a book called Voodoo Made Easy. Yeah, which kind of just looks like they took, like, one of those, like, thicker, uh, like, somewhere between, like, a journal and a magazine, and they just, like, taped over it with, like, mm-hmm. uh, like a drawing somebody did in, like, a sketchbook. Yeah. Um, it's very cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, uh, it goes to this, the, there's a group, there's two girls sitting on the other side of the tree that he's sitting on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Weeds goes and takes her, like, yogurt that she's eating. Like, without her noticing, she, he just, like, picks up this yogurt. Uh, and then takes out some of his, uh, monkey balls dust, as you said before. <laughs> uh, and does the same spell that he did earlier. Yeah, I And mixes noted... it in... Oh, sorry, and mixes it. No, I was ahead. just... Yeah, he just, he mixes it into the yogurt. Um, I noted, just, did this asshole just curse some yogurt? <laughs> yeah, I just wrote, you are about to kill this girl with your monkey bone yogurt. Like, why right. would you do that? <laughs> right, like, that's weird. And you don't know what's that's gonna like happen. You... Yeah, like, even if it's just, like, powder, like, you don't put that in someone's body without telling right, them. like, if you don't know, like, the, like, this is already, like, a material that, I mean, it's likely not actually ground up monkey bones, but even if it... Like, whatever it is, if you don't a hundred to a thousand percent know, like, the chemical reaction that's going to happen, that could be incredibly dangerous. Yeah. 
Um, so he's about, yeah, he's putting the, um, the yogurt back and then the girl, like, grabs his hand because she sees him doing it. Yeah, he, um, like, uh, he, like, trips in front of them, right? I think so. Yeah, he, yeah, like, trips, and then they make fun of him, and then it was all a ruse to, like, uh, put the cursed yogurt by them. Yeah, um, the one girl goes, what's the matter, Weeds? You haven't pulled any April Fool's pranks on us. And then he just goes, yeah, that's stupid kid stuff. If I don't do that. And then the other girl goes, yeah, but you're a stupid kid. So, <laughs> I think that's, that's a great line. Oh my god, Weeds sucks. Oh, such a shithead. Um, and then, so the girl goes to take a bite of the yogurt, and Weeds is, like, staring at her, like, waiting for something to happen. Yeah, it, it's uh, at this and then, point that I was hoping for, like... I, I had a like an Activia joke planned in my head, mm-hmm. so I was just planning on it being like a diuretic, unintentionally or it's something. Just like, this is like a diuretic, yeah. Oh man, Jamie Lee Curtis, what did you do to us, dude? It would it would have been killer. I would have had I bet something she ready shits to go, like but... a machine gun. <laughs> Don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but uh, alas, tis not the case. Yeah, um, um, so it, he's it waiting for the... go all... Or, sorry, he's waiting. Yeah, no, yeah, he's waiting for the, uh, the yogurt to do something, and then she's just like, what the fuck are you looking at? Like, stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's just like, man, it sucks. It's, I, can't, I can't believe it didn't do anything, and then he just walks away. Um, monkey balls are and then, Yeah, stupid monkey ball dust. And then uh, it's revealed that it just takes a little bit, and it made her voice really high-pitched, so... And she just goes, I sound like a chipmunk! Which mm-hmm. is really funny to me. And then she uh, just, like, cuts away from there. Mm-hmm. We then uh, cut to the most awkward, like, looking around a corner shot I've ever seen in anything <laughs> ever. Oh my god, you're so right. Well, he just, like, oh, leans around, he's like... Yeah, he's got the specs on. Draw the phone. Oh, sorry. Well, like, it's just this, like, he looks around the corner, and he's just, like, with this, like, goofy-ass <laughs> grin on his face. Like, it's, it's, oh, my God. If you don't watch the episodes, like, following the pod normally, like, you should at least go watch this moment. Like, it's so awkward. Yeah, it takes place at around, like, six minutes, like, 30 seconds, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like, around there. Um, and then he's, like, watching this kid open his locker, and then as he opens the locker, a big giant, like, cartoon fist, like, comes out of it to, like, punch him in the face. I, I think like, it hits punches, him a little bit. Yeah, well, like, it's, like, the daintiest punch in the universe. Like, it, it's like a love tap, because, like, it's not a strong spring. So it's, like, right. Ah. It's just, like, a tap. <laughs> it's like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, it'd be um, more then... surprised. Like, if anything, you'd probably fall on the floor from being surprised that something was coming toward you, as opposed to, like... It being like a full, like weighted boxing glove, just like bam. It is yeah, certainly but... not anything worth like setting up because it will have little to no impact, if any. Right. It's not like the jackass hand. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so after that, weeds comes out from behind his fucking hidey hole corner, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Ah, you should have seen your face." Ah. And then MB walks up uh, behind him. After the the kid asks, like, why are you wearing those glasses? And she just goes, because it makes him look cool, or he thinks it makes him look cool. Oh, and then yeah. she takes it takes it off his face and puts them on, and then turns around and sees our black shadowy figure again, yeah. holding a book mm-hmm. in, like, a... she's It's more, like, detail. It's, like, a dress. 
this yeah. time. It's yeah. not like just you can see more detail in like the clothing. It's like a dress mm -hmm. with like a veil on top. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's like deadpan, like staring down the hallway. Yeah, like and, uh, she, her. yeah. So she brings it up to weeds a little bit later, and he like of course he's just like, oh yeah, a good prank, like cool, well done. Yeah, like he just like doesn't care. Like he just sort of like blows it off and goes, you know, just whatever. Like anyway, mm -hmm. she she also has a voice crack when she uh, comes out of the uh, out of the school as they're like walking out of the school. Mm -hmm. She's got like a <laughs> part. It's a, I just thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the uh, after that, she puts on the glasses again, and she can like, she's like, can't you see them? They're right there, and the and then he puts them on, and he can't see anything. Yeah, like she like just even like, when she actively points it out, and yeah, her he, the figure like, is still standing there, like he doesn't see it at all. Mm-hmm. She, she gets really mad. She's like, you don't see her? Stupid. Yeah. She gets super mad, and then uh, MB, like, yeah. chucks the glasses in, into the trash, and, like, Weeds gets, like, terrible pissed. Yeah, she's like, oh my god, you threw my glasses into the trap, you harpy. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> she just gets really mad. Um, and then we transition into a game of horse with Which, the kid that he scared earlier. Right, right, and, like, the kid... One of the kids has, like, his shoes completely untied, and just, like, he was driving me crazy. Uh, do they? I didn't notice that. Yeah, like, one of the kids, I, I just wrote, this kid needs to tie his goddamn shoe. Oh, he not, oh yeah, okay, yeah. I, I, I did notice that now. I just, yeah. I remembered, yeah. Um, I also noted here that, because he's, he's losing this game of horse, mm -hmm. Weeds is, and then as this kid is tying his shoe, he pulls out, like, a clump of the, the dust... And then mm -hmm. he puts it, he's doing the spell on basketball. And it looks like he's sprinkling cocaine on a basketball. It's, it's either cocaine, I just wrote down, like, this is just flour. Like, it clearly just looks like flour. Yeah, yeah. Because like, it, it's, like, it's, it's got the clumpies looks, in it. Yeah, it just looks like he's about to, like, do a line off of a basketball. Like, it's, it's very <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, and then the spell, again, doesn't work right mm -hmm. away. And he misses, and then he loses the game of horse. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, man, that's shitty. And then as they're leaving, he, he like, throws, throws the basketball him. behind him. Yeah, and then it goes in perfectly. And then they both turn around and look, like, and then no they just way. go, nah. Or, like, no way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, he throws um, it up in a cool way, too. He, like, spins it. It's like, yeah! Like, it's cool shit. Yeah, he, like, reverse eats it. Um, so, uh, um, she's yeah. talking with her friends, and then uh, she, like, looks into her bag, and she... And it's like, what? The specs in my bag? Me? Yeah, they came back. Yeah. They, they um, she's like, I definitely threw them out. Yeah. Um, and then from there, she goes to uh, back to Sardo's place to try mm -hmm. and like return them there. So she like sticks mm -hmm. them through the mail slot. Oh right, because it's closed. Yeah, the door. Yeah, she can't get in, so she like goes through the mail slot, and yeah. then um, from there she goes home. And finds them in her bag. Again! Again. I also noted, again, the set deck in this house is really weird. Like, the yeah. metal, like, the bronzy pans and pots that are on the wall, and, like, the cheetah cookie jar. I, that, I, I specifically noted cheetah cookie jar. Like, yeah, it was the it's weirdest super weird. thing. It's, like, so strange. It's something you'd find at, like, a value village or something. Yeah. Uh, or, like, I don't know. Do you guys have value village in America? A what? Value Village. It's like a like a like a thrift store. Um, 
That it's like a sounds goodwill. familiar. Um, we, I mean, in Utah, we specifically don't. We have uh, what's called uh, Deseret Industries. Or I've heard DI. of that. Um, it's uh, like a Mormon-based version of the Goodwill, more or less. Oh, I see. We have so the Salvation Army. Yeah, it's like the Goodwill, except that they don't like keep rated R movies that people oh. like give in. <laughs> Stuff like that. I see. I see. It's, it's okay. needlessly dumb. But yeah, but I mean, we, we up here we have Value Village, which is just ah. like another thrift store. Mm. Yeah. I said Value Village because, you know, Canadian. So that's probably where she'd go. <laughs> that's actually a very good point. Um, and so, again, she takes the specs out of her bag after finding them and then puts them on again. But this time, instead of seeing a black figure, she sees a kettle of water boiling on the oven. Yeah, yeah. It's at this moment that I uh, connected how much these, like, are sort of like just the lens of truth from Zelda. From Zelda? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. they do, like, they do that, uh, there's, like, a uh, ring of effect. And so, like, the... Right. You get, like, an an area of uh, vision where you can see, like, whatever's hidden. But Mm -hmm. as soon as she, like moves like if the kettle was at the edge of the screen you would only see half of it you know because like it's actually <laughs> i actually the effect i wrote a note here about the effect this is in my head the filter they use for the pov of the specs is called gay vision but <laughs> <laughs> because there's ominous black figures oh my gosh <laughs> no <'cause... laughs> everyone Sorry. knows all gays see shadow people <laughs> oh my god yeah only gays have sleep paralysis mm-hmm I actually have sleep paralysis, so I get to joke about that. <laughs> I do sometimes. Yeah, I don't get it as often as I used to. But Same. Um, yeah, so she's looking around and she's seeing... And she, she tries to put her hand on the kettle, and it just like goes right through. It's just like... Right. She, she can't touch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, she continues to like look around her house, um, and then she sees the fireplaces on, and she just goes, Oh, man! Like, she's, like, really upset about the fact that there's, oh, like, a gee, fire going. The fire! Yeah. Um. And then I, I put here, never mind, that's the fattest Dutch angle I've ever seen. Because she, there's, like, a, a shot where it's, like, coming out of the couch or something, and it's, like, mm-hmm. almost at, a like, a, an opposite angle. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, I, I noted that the soundtrack is fucking nuts and also a little dope. Yeah, I wrote that, like, holy fuck, the music is popping off and nothing is happening. Like, right? she's just she's just walking around the house. Yeah, like, she's just walking around her living room seeing the things that are there but not there. And yeah. seeing, like, what's different. You know, it's, it, she, it's like she's flipping between the two pages in a uh, highlights magazine to be like, where are the different, what are the differences in these two pictures? Oh my god, yeah. Um... So yeah, she continues just to walk around her uh, her house, mm-hmm. and then eventually, as she turns the corner into like this other room, the black figured dressed lady with the book is there, and she the just goes, "Who are you?" Which is horrific. And then at yeah. the end, she turns around to the like where to towards the hallway that she walked down, mm-hmm. and there's two more black figures standing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she screams, but then instead of, like, zooming in really fast, it does, like, three separate cuts of, like, her face screaming, but at, like, different angles. Yeah, it was great. It's really funny. I uh, totally and that's where, liked it. And then we cut to commercial break from there. That's where yeah. the, the commercial would have been. 
Yeah. Um, um, I, I thought we were cutting back to uh, the MS, and then... Um, I, so I wrote, cut back to the MS. JK, cut back to the story. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's usually where a cut back to the Midnight Society would go, right? Right. So... Um, and then as these figures are walking towards her, she just takes off the glasses again, looks around, they're not there, she puts them mm-hmm. back on, as if she was expecting them to go away when she took them what? off. Um, and now this black figure with the dress is, like, pointing at her and walking towards her. Right. Um, and then she runs down the hallway and the camera flips around, a hun- like, on upside down completely mm-hmm. as she runs out the... The, the house and then we cut back to the midnight society yeah i need to cut um, i need to like uh go back and find out if uh like the dp was the same person that was on uh laughing in the dark because i'm curious if it's the same like quirky camera guy yeah i looked up did. and i looked up the dp actually and like oh. one of their own only credits is uh are you afraid of the dark like one of their only really? Like, they don't do much. Huh. So, and I've noticed that with a lot of crew on these. Like, lots of them are, like, really proprietary. Like, there's nobody, like, famous now who's working on these movies. Mm-hmm. Like, lots of people's careers started and ended with Are You Afraid of the Dark. Gotcha. Which is really interesting. Maybe they just haven't, like, updated IMDb. I don't know. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so we cut back to the Midnight Society and uh, the Taylor Lautner-looking kid... I forget what his name is. Oh, um, Frank. Yeah, Frank. Boy. I call him Taylor Lautner looking kid, because <laughs> he looks like Taylor Lautner. Um, he's also, uh, Taylor Lautner's indigenous, I don't know if you know that. Like, uh, oh, that Native American. Sense. That makes sense why they would have him play that character. Yeah. Um, and then, again, they're <laughs> equivocating before the story's even over. Right, right again like always um and i just wrote that it was like a super big pet peeve of mine when they do that because it just like annoys the shit out of me yeah i think i think they're trying to use it as like a way to like keep kids engaged and be asking like questions but yeah i don't think they're very good questions for where they're at in the story <laughs> no um so after that gary is just like shut the fuck up listen to my story <laughs> um yeah like, and then spooky tale be done yeah, and then we, we cut back to uh, the story, and uh, MB is, like, running up to weeds in this kid that he was mm-hmm. hanging out with, being like, please, I'm not crazy, I promise! There's, like, something stalking me, and, like, it's bad and stuff. She's, like, freaking out, going all, yeah. you but know, unfortunately, manic. Weeds is, yeah, unfortunately, Weeds is, like, turbo useless, so uh, she decides to uh, go and find Sardo. Well, actually, before that, she puts on the glasses again and sees, like, a group of these black morph suit people, like, playing basketball. <laughs> oh, yeah! Like, with an all-black basketball, too. It's really funny. Right. Um, and that's when she gets all freaked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then they go and find... They go to try and find Sardo. Yeah. It's another, like, dolly push-in shot of her, like, screaming. Mm-hmm. And then she she runs off. Mm-hmm. Um, Sardo... Again, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> this is where they and yeah, and they won't uh, Sardo won't let them in at first, um, and I forget what he like lets them in for. Um, I I think they just offer to pay him, and then he's like, oh, 
Right, yeah, because money. <laughs> right, right, because he's just a shill. Or no, yeah, so what it is is um, he's just like, no money back guarantees for something if they don't work, and then she's just like, oh no, my problem is they do work, and then that's when um, right. she gets let in. Um, and it's and it's if it's not clear to you at this point, he's a complete and total hack. He knows nothing oh, yeah. about like magic or like anything that he sells. Oh yeah, and he's, he's a complete sham, and he's great. Yeah, he's completely cover like just like coming up with the shit off the top of his head. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he kind of states that what she's seeing is not ghosts. It's like a a window into a parallel universe. Yeah, like she's seeing and she's seeing like in the a people. Yeah. And then, sorry. No, no, you're fine. Forgot where I was. Oh. Um, Um, So he doesn't really sound super sure if, like, the spell that he has suggested that they do will, like, really work. Um, He says that, like, casting a spell is easy, undoing it is hard. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but apparently he's able to be convinced for $20. (laughs) Yeah, he's... Awesome. Yeah, he's... Or he, yeah, he start. He says fifty, and then they like haggle mm-hmm. down to down to twenty, um, mm-hmm. and they need the dust to complete this ritual. And then right. it cuts to a POV of the toilet bowl looking up at weeds as he's about to dump the powder down the toilet. Hell yeah! Uh, and then MB runs in like, no, stupid, we need that. We love a good uh, shot. We love a good POV. <laughs> he goes adios, monkey bones, as he's about to flush the toilet, and then. Uh, she's like, no, we need that, and then it cuts to them at a table in the basement with Sardo as he's, like, rubbing a crystal ball and going, like, Alakazam! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and he is And Weeds is having like, absolutely actor, none of it. That's true, but, uh, fortunately for us, uh, Sardo's actor is just killing it. Like, this dude is so fun. It's very clear to me that he like really cares <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's super into it and he yeah, loves he's having a blast it. he's getting to pl- like he's playing a fun character but you can tell that he's also having fun with it mm-hmm. um so they go through the process of casting oh sorry casting the spell i just super burped right there that was gross mm. um and then after they don't think it's working and then suddenly it's like black all around them they're in like this void right and then the table starts to float. And then there's, like, colored underlighting, and the table appears to be, like, moving around and stuff. Yeah, I wrote, I'm loving the interdimensional party lights. <laughs> because, like, they're just in this, like, world between worlds. Right. Um, and then MB puts on the super specs again and can see, like, this crowd of black morph suit people. Yeah, they're, like, surrounded. And then... Weeds is like, take off the specs, and then she's like, no, I can see them this way, and then she's, he's just like, you don't need to, I can see them too, and so, like, everybody can see them now. Yeah. Uh, and I just wrote, Black Morph Suit Rave, because they're all, like, in this, <laughs> in this, uh, like, just void, and they're, like, the party lights, and they're just, like, all rocking back and forth. Yeah. Uh, and then Sardo has, like, a revelation that, like, oh my god, all of this is real, and he's, like, trying now. Yeah, yeah. Because, like... And then... Like Sorry, being go ahead. forced to, or he's just being forced to uh, confront that it's like a legitimate thing, and he's like, "Oh, oh, I was just, I was just screwing around. I guess I'll be serious." Yeah, um, and then they they do the uh, the reversal uh, spell, mm-hmm. and then uh, <laughs> MB throws like a big clump of flour 
into the air and it gets all over Weeds' face. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, like, really weird. Um, and then they're not back in the basement. They're still in this black void. And then suddenly, a giant pair of eyes shows up. Yup. Yup. In the, like, the, in the voidness, along with mm-hmm. a shit ton of smoke on mm-hmm. the ground. Um, and then, um, the eyes start to speak about how, like, they've brought unbalance to the universe and how they must make it right. Right. Uh, well, meanwhile, Sardo is screaming, like, take the children, not me! And he, like, runs under the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, like, a, they, they, they're getting sucked into, like, this, uh, some kind of, like, light that's, like, sucking them in. Yeah. And I, at this point, I was like, oh my god, this is, like, sad. Like, I was, like, kind of getting sad. It's also, like, shockingly high concept for a story that it it kind of, considering how much of it, uh, like, mimicked what happened earlier that day, it's it's pretty high concept for a story that he seems to have written, like, in a day. Yeah, I'd say that. And then we get our our twist Mm -hmm. that the parallel universe version of MB and Weeds were also trying to reverse this spell. Mm-hmm. And they had help from this witch lady? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's it's she's the, 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 the black figure in the dress with the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she takes off the veil and she's like this Karen who's like a witch. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's just like uh, we won, because I'm, like, strong in, in the magics and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's, um, she's got the best uh, Magic the Gathering cards. Yeah, she runs, like, Red Deck, or I don't know anything about Magic the Gathering. <laughs> she runs um, Red Black. Yeah, um, and so <laughs> the the mirror weeds is like, are they gone? And then her voice changes super deep and goes like, I don't think they're going to be bothering you anymore. And then it cuts to the glass ball where Sardo, Weeds, and MB are, like, screaming, like, trapped Mm -hmm. in it. And that's where we end the story. And Mm -hmm. then we cut back to the Midnight Society, um, where it is revealed... And they, like, equivocate on the the story again. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, complimenting Gary on his great story. Uh, And then he... Sorry, go ahead. Um, it was at this point that I wrote, I'm not entirely unconvinced that these two universes fighting for the same space aren't meant to represent David and Gary both vying for Kristen's attention. Oh my god, what a great theory. I love right? that. The parallel yeah. is perfect. That is really good. David's um, going down. Oh my god. Um, Gary, runs so, Gary runs their lives. <laughs> oh my sweet Jesus. <laughs> um, He's so a it's at this point dictator. that... He is a spooky story dictator, I agree. Um, at this point... <gasps> the Fuhrer of Fear oh, was correct! Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. The Fuhrer of Fear. Jesus I was right. Christ. I was right. We're gonna get, we're gonna get content ID'd. <laughs> like, not content ID'd. Like, we're, we're already listed as explicit. Don't worry. Well, that's good. Uh, follow us on iTunes. Anyway, uh, uh, so at this point, Gary is like, I actually have a surprise for you all, and pulls out a pair of specs for each of them, mm-hmm. uh, and is like, all right, when I'm going to count to three, uh, everybody's going to put them on, uh, and then they go one, two, three, and then they all put them on, and then a, bl- <laughs> a, a black, a black 
there is a black figure. Just shut And up. everybody, everybody except for Kristen and Gary, take off yeah, they, and like, run away. Um, but then it's revealed that it's David mm-hmm. underneath a black sheet. Yeah, and it was meant to scare to imagine, everybody. Yeah, who I have to imagine was just, like, crouched behind the little, like, Gary and the little, like, rock uh, chair. <laughs> For, like, the, like the whole time. time. Yeah, just, like, hardcore squats. That's awesome. I love that. Um, He's in yeah, but then, Yeah, Gary and uh, Kristen and David, like, all have a laugh about it. Mm-hmm. And there's um, an awkward hand grab. And there is an awkward hand grab. I loved that moment. It was great. Yeah, it was really good. Um, and that's it for, uh, for Tale of the Super Specs. Hell yeah. What did you think? Uh, I fucking loved this one. <laughs> like, it was so weird, and it was, it was just, it, it doesn't, it helps that it's one of the ones that I remember, mm-hmm. um, and Sardo is great, and oh. I like the little, like, meta thing, where it's, like, it's kind of based in Gary's, like, head, like, yeah. with, like, the, the shop, and the clothes, and the... Yeah, it's kind of, it's mirroring real life in a way. Yeah, which I think is, is super, super cool. Uh, and I, I just think it's an interesting take on the whole I'm the only one who can see the ghosts thing. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know. I super loved it. I'd love, mm-hmm. I love... I love... I have a feeling that Gary's stories are going to be top quality going forward. Mm. Like, in the future episodes, anyway. I'm not sure. I haven't seen all of them, obviously. But... Yeah. Um, I, think I think... It's real good. Mm-hmm. How about you, sir? Um, overall, I'd say this one is probably my favorite thus far. Yeah? Um, I, I think that, like, in terms of, like, genuine entertainment and not just, like, laughing at, like, cringe mm-hmm. acting and stuff. Um, right. I do think the ending gets a little, like, out of hand, maybe. Like, I think it's almost yeah. too big. I get It might have worked better as, like, a two-parter. Because um, right. I think that, like, two dimensions vying for space and seeing ghost people are two really good stories and I feel like with more time you could have made them feel more organically connected maybe yeah I get um, that because it kind of transitions from just like I see ghost people to then being like no it's dimensional rift blah 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 yeah and that kind of comes on like near the end of the episode and like doesn't yeah, really it comes on real quick very and, well yeah like it kind of comes on real quick and real strong and you're like oh oh yes. oh this, we've transitioned very aggressively yeah, I'll talk about it more in the th- uh, in the one thing I'd change, mm. but um, yeah, overall, but overall I, think it's I really good. like it. I think it's I think it's pretty successful, and Sardo is like so so good. Yeah, any episode that he is in is immediately bumped up by at least two points. If For sure, like he's, he's a blast. just such. I, I hope that actor's doing like was doing other stuff. I kind of want to look into his filmography and find out if there's like other. Yeah, stuff I hope he's doing good. That he's done. I hope he had a very lucrative career. Absolutely. Um, all right. What would you change about it if you could do that? That's a good question. Um, hmm. Good question. I'm not sure yet. Don't worry do about it. Don't. Um. Yeah, you kind of. Know, think about it, and then I'll or uh, talk about yours, and then I'll think of mine by the end. Okay. Yeah. So for the one thing I'd change, um, I agreed with you in what you said on the whole uh, making it a two-parter thing. 
mm-hmm. and that was kind of where I was going with it. I think I'd make mm-hmm. it a two-parter and then, like, only reveal that it's, like, the interdimensional stuff, like, at the beginning of the second episode. Yeah. That, and, like, yeah, keep, that feels keep a it thinking... Uh, yeah, keep him thinking that it's, like, ghosts throughout the first episode. Yeah. Um, and then maybe, like, if you're gonna do that, like, maybe at the in the second episode, like, start, like, have other characters start to see it, too, like, weeds or, like, um, yeah. like, earlier than, like, the climax of the episode, mm-hmm. like he did there. Um, and just put more Sardo. <laughs> just infinitely just more. Always more. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, I have to say the same. I, I think that making the story a little bit longer, because we don't really see, at least up to this point, we haven't really seen the kids, like, outside of, like, uh, the set, like, outside of the woods. Um, right. I think that that also has some interesting implications to it as well. Like, if this story came, like, later in the series, I guess it can't come that much later because you need Gary to be telling stories. But uh, mm-hmm. I kind of wish that, like, maybe there were some more, like, ties to stuff we'd already experienced. Like, if we saw the kids outside of the woods more frequently, we could take lines from that as well. And he could be, like, taking the conversations they have and stuff and, like, uh, spinning that into more converse, like, into more dialogue for the story and stuff. I'd be uh-huh. curious to see him do that more, maybe. Interesting. Maybe not necessarily okay. in this story, but I, I kind of hope we get to see him do that more in the future. Where he's sort of like... Nice. I mean, I assume he'll probably take more, like, real experiences and turn those into stories, but I'd also be interested to see if he, like, takes conversations had and also weaves those in. But for my right. change, yeah, I, I would just have to agree with you. Making it a two-parter, I think, would yeah. be to its benefit. It's hard to do the change thing when the episode's, like, actually pretty good. Yeah, like, no, for sure. Like, when it's a bad episode, there's easy shit to change. Um, But, like, if it's a good episode, it's hard to, like, figure out what you want to change. Yeah. Um, Maybe another minor critique is, like, having the pranks be a little bit more, uh, like, maybe not fully, like, malicious, but a little bit more, uh, like, mean in a way. Okay. Okay. I get that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, like, just to sort of, like make uh I don't know I think they position weeds at first as being like super obnoxious but then after they leave the magic shop the first time I feel like he's really not that bad other than like like, these weak ass pranks so I feel like they (laughs) sort of had to like it would have been nicer if they uh maybe picked a side a little bit stronger to emphasize yeah like up his dick factor more (laughs) yeah Oh, I just realized how bad that came out. <laughs> Oops. Nah, it's great. It's a gem. It's an uncut gem. <laughs> now on Netflix, starring Adam Sandler. Adam Sandy. <laughs> Adam Sandy. All right. Well, that will do it for episode six. Mm-hmm. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for sticking around and listening to us talk a Rooney, and we really are happy that you're here. Yeah, definitely. Thank you guys so much, as always, for for listening to our obnoxious voices. It means a lot. Yeah. Um, Um, Could you you do the email thing this time? Yeah, I can do it. Cool. Um, If you want to get in touch with the show, you know, tell tell us a joke. 
give us suggestions for what sh uh, what show we should jump to, or tell us a joke. Give us suggestions for what show we should jump to after the first season of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Or, you know, just want to tell us we're doing a less than terrible job. Like, <laughs> that would be great. Uh, you can always get in touch with us at letsgetspookedpod at gmail.com. Um, we're also available on Twitter at getspookedpod. And, uh, you know, we'd also really appreciate it if you guys could take a hot minute and uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It'll, you know, help increase the circulation of our show, bring in some new listeners, you know, all that good stuff. That would be super helpful. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do we got for next week, Jakey Boy? Um, I believe... Let me double-check. I, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the next episode that we're reviewing is one of the most hated episodes of all time uh indeed uh it is the tale of the captured souls oh boy it is largely regarded as one of the absolute worst episodes of the entire franchise oh boy yeah. i cannot so wait. hopefully that will be a blast i'm looking forward to it we haven't we've had some like stinkers but we haven't had like a major stinker yet. We we've had um, like some stinkers. We haven't had like a full on clunker, if you will. I'm excited. Yeah, it should it should be a I good can't time. Wait. From what I all remember, right. it's it's pretty it's pretty rough. Well, from all of us here at Let's Get Spooked with Jake and Luke, I'd like to say a farewell and a spooky boogie. I need to do that again. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. Oh my god. Well, from all of us here at Let's Get Spooked, I'd like to bid you all farewell and a spooky goodbye. Spooky bye! Spooky bye!